This is Michael Popak, Legal AF. We got a new attempted appeal by Donald Trump of the gag order that's been reinstated in New York against him just on the 30th of November. Donald Trump doesn't like it, and he's asking the First Department Appellate Division, the appellate court that sits over all Manhattan trial courts, like the one that's presiding over his civil fraud case, to allow him to take an expedited appeal to the highest court in New York, which is the Court of Appeals in New York, and laying out in a petition signed by uh, Cliff Robert, one of the many lawyers for Donald Trump in the civil fraud case, and arguing at its core, and I have a copy of the uh, motion here, the petition here, arguing at its core that Donald Trump, because he is a candidate for president, has a First Amendment right that can be not uh, impinged. It's an unfettered, sacrosanct right, sacrosanct right, according to the papers, for Donald Trump to continue to bash the principal law clerk and staff that work for Judge Angoron. It is just mind-boggling being a lawyer that practices regularly in front of these same courts, including these same judges and these same law clerks. For You have to be somebody like Chris Keis, who's not from around here or Cliff Robert that practices out in Long Island, to be able to bring this motion with a straight face. They say that basically Donald Trump can do or say anything because he's running for office. He has a First Amendment right to uphold the rights of tens of millions of other people. I guess that's his social media feed population. I'm not sure what the 10 million people represents. Um, but he says Donald Trump and 10 million people have the right to hear Donald Trump, what, bash the principal law clerk? Make um, scurrilous, unfounded, scandalous, defamatory statements about her? Because they need to, quote unquote, make a record. Let me explain all of this. The judge in New York is the trier of fact because there's no jury, which means that judge, with assistance of his staff, needs to be able to consolidate, reconcile, and resolve th uh, thousands of pages of documents, which we call exhibits, uh, witnesses that have testified, 25 already for the New York Attorney General, another dozen or so for Donald Trump, and all of their days and days of testimony were in week nine of the trial. That's, that's not a job for any person. I mean, he's wearing a black robe. He's not wearing a cape. He's not a superhero with superpowers. He's a human being. And he takes notes. And there's a transcript. And there's documents. And there is a principal law clerk assigned to each judge who is a lawyer that assists the judge. Just like a partner or an associate in a law firm assists me when I'm trying a case, they assist him. But they don't like that because they're losing in the courtroom. Donald Trump wants to, to get media attention every day. That's all that this is about. And so in his briefing, he says he has the right to make a record that the principal law clerk is also running for judge and is a Democrat. Okay, first of all, he's made that appellate record. What he's referring to there, just to explain sort of a quick briefing on appellate practice, is that if things happen in a trial setting that need to be appealed, you need to preserve the record, meaning you need to make a record literally with a court reporter uh, and you raise the issue. And once you raise the issue once and it's preserved for appeal, that's it. You don't keep raising it every day. I mean, if I try a five or six or eight week trial, that same issue that I've already preserved on appeal, on the record, may come up a dozen more times. 
But once the judge says you've preserved that for appeal, it's on the record, you're done. You don't keep making, you don't keep bringing it up every day. But today, judge, I want to raise that same issue about the evidence that you admitted yesterday into court. We, we did that already. The record is preserved. So for them to say at the core of their filing, we need to continue day by day to point out that the principal law clerk is assisting the judge, which is not controversial at all. It is allowed by the rules and is her job. That's why she's getting paid by the state. What do they think the principal law? Here's a question for Chris Keiss and Alina Haba and uh, Cliff Robert. What do you think the job of the principal law clerk is? If you don't like her assisting the judge, if you don't like her passing notes to the judge about testimony, where she may have spotted something in the testimony that's inconsistent with the testimony of a current witness, completely fair game and appropriate. In fact, if I were the judge and my law clerk didn't do that, I'd fire her or him. So I think that's a good way for, if it ever gets to the Court of Appeals, I think that's a great way for the Court of Appeals to start the argument with the lawyers for Donald Trump, which are just recycling the exact same arguments, same phrases, same sentences. It's almost like AI, except I don't want to give them the credit for intelligence, that they use in the D.C. Court of Appeals that's currently considering a gag order that Judge Chutkin imposed in the criminal case in D.C. It's almost the same brief, just just a redux version, right? Like a Reader's Digest version. And so I would ask them if I were one of the judges of the Court of Appeals, I would say, explain to me what you think the principal law clerk is supposed to do and how this goes beyond the boundaries of what she's supposed to do. And then my second question, as Justice Popak, if I ever got that opportunity, would be, explain to me why the record hasn't already been preserved on the issue and why your client who's a participant in the civil fraud case as a defendant has to take to the airwaves and social media and in the courtroom every day in order to bash this same law clerk, even now knowing that the law clerk has been subject, along with the judge, to death threats into the hundreds and thousands because of the attacks by the former president. Explain to me that. So this again, we always have to explain for Donald Trump who's not a normal litigant, and I mean that on many, many levels. Why is he doing this? It's not working in the courtroom. He is losing the case in the courtroom. We've been following the case every day. We've been watching the evidence. We know Judge Angoran already found that the Trump Organization and all of its executives, including Donald Trump, has committed persistent fraud. And he's made that decision as far back as a year ago when he imposed a monitor, a former judge, to monitor the day-to-day -day activities of the Trump Organization and Donald Trump. So we know he's losing in the courtroom and nothing's getting better for him in the defense. So what's he left with? Attack the New York Attorney General, Letitia James. And they actually had the brass ones, I'll leave it at that, to accuse the New York Attorney General of politicizing this case by having what they call frequent press conferences. She's having frequent press conferences? Donald Trump, every day he was at trial, at breaks, and sometimes not even coming back from the break on time, pissing off the clerks and the staff, would go into the hallway and hold court, no pun intended, with Fox News and other right-wing MAGA media to give them, you know, talking points every day. The New York Attorney General was just responding to that to give her version every couple of days of how she saw the trial going. She was only doing that to counter Donald Trump getting the last word 
and an incorrect um, incorrect word, an inc a, uh, a wrong set of statements. <laughs> she was trying to correct the record. But so she's politicizing it. Talk about gaslighting. All right, so that's one. Two, the record, to answer their other question, how do we preserve the record? The record on appeal has already been preserved. The first time you raise the issue in court, Alina Haba raised the issue. Chris Keist raised the issue. Cliff Robert raised the issue. All lawyers for Donald Trump, same issue every day. Bashing the, the, the principal law clerk. They don't like that she writes notes. They don't like that she makes comments. She, they don't like that she rolls her eyes when they make ridiculous arguments. I got news for them. A jury would be worse for them. Maybe they've never tried enough cases, but they also don't understand the fundamentals of New York practice as it relates to the principal law clerk. And that ignorance, that ignorance is laid bare in their own filing and they don't even know it or they don't care about it. This is Michael Popak, Legal AF. Cold turkey may be great on sandwiches, but there's a better way to break your bad habits. We're not talking about some weird mind voodoo from your wacky neighbor or some sketchy message board. We're talking about our sponsor, Fume. And they look at the problem in a different way. Not everything in a bad habit is wrong. So instead of a drastic, uncomfortable change, why not just remove the bad from your habit? Fume is an innovative, award-nominated device that does just that. Instead of electronics, Fume is completely natural. Instead of vapor, Fume uses flavored air. And instead of harmful chemicals, Fume uses all natural, delicious flavors. You get it. Instead of bad, Fume is good. It's a habit you're free to enjoy and makes replacing your bad habit easy. Your fume comes with an adjustable airflow dial and is designed with movable parts and magnets for fidgeting, giving your fingers a lot to do, which helps with de-stressing and managing anxiety while breaking your habit. The first time I used fume, I was shocked at how flavorful and fresh it tasted. It's easy to hold and perfectly balanced, quite honestly, extremely fun to fidget with. The real wood material and sleek design definitely classes it up, and I feel pretty darn cool holding it. Stopping is something we all put off, because it's hard. But switching to Fume is easy, enjoyable, and even fun. Fume has served over 100,000 customers and has thousands of success stories, and there's no reason that can't be you. Join Fume in accelerating humanity's breakup from destructive habits by picking up the journey pack today. Head to tryfume.com and use code LEGALAF to save 10% off when you get the journey pack today. That's T-R-Y-F-U-M.com. Use code LEGALAF to save 10% off the journey pack today. Chris Keis, who used to have a decent reputation when he was the Solicitor General down in, in Florida, he's lost it. He when, when the judge, having learned that the appellate court on Thursday reinstated his gag order, he let it be known in court, I am. I plan on rig rigorously and vigorously enforcing the gag orders on this issue. You, Everybody should know that that order has been reinstated. And Chris Kai said, we, we, we understand it, Your Honor. And it's, uh, and it's a sad day. It's a sad day for democracy. It's a sad day for justice. Chris Kai's comment was, we're aware it's a tragic day for the rule of law. I got news for Chris Kai's. It's tragic to watch how you and your fellow uh, lawyers, most of which are participating in this court by permission of the court, because you're not barred in the state of New York, are trampling over the, the, the judicial process and making a mockery out of it and attacking people that are just doing their job. You may not like their politics, Chris. You may not like that she's a Democrat. I don't like that you're a Republican, but that doesn't matter. We're supposed to be calling balls and strikes. We're supposed to be 
advocating zealously for our clients, but we're supposed to preserve the sanctity and the dignity of the court process. Where is that? It's nowhere. It's these ridiculous statements that Chris Kyson and others make in their filings. Donald Trump has a sacrosanct First Amendment unfettered right to do whatever he pleases because he's got 10 million social media followers. I mean, I, I can't even get that statement out without laughing. That can't be the grounds for your appeal. So let's make the prediction, the Popak prediction, the legal AF prediction. Maybe, maybe, 60-40, the Court of Appeals grants uh, the right and the First Department grant the right for an expedited appeal, maybe. The other timeline that you got to look at is this trial that we're talking about is going to be over in the next four weeks. The trial setting is probably going to be over in the next two weeks. And then there's going to be the um, uh, or uh, the uh, closing arguments in January. Judge has already set that. We're a month away from this whole thing being done. But that doesn't mean the principal law clerk should be subject to continue doxing and bashing by the former president of the United States uh, and subject to assassination attempts and threats. I don't think that should happen in America. Uh, so that's one. So they're worried about that. And they're worried that Donald Trump could end up being imprisoned. They actually say this in the brief. We're worried that Judge Ngoron continuing to enforce the gag orders will ultimately try to imprison President Trump. Wouldn't he love that? Be a martyr and go to Rikers Island for a week or two. That's a sobering event in his life. But let's set that aside for a minute. Prediction one, 60-40 chance that, it'll, that they'll take up the appeal in time. Then they'll have to set an expedited emergency briefing schedule to get this thing done in the next week. We'll see. And even if that happens, based on the law and the facts, I had a stutter on that last word, facts that they're alleging and their interpretation of constitutional law, which is wrong, they're not going to win that appeal. And the Court of Appeals is worried, not about so much about Donald Trump, although they are worried about Donald Trump. They're worried about the next Donald Trump. What is the lesson that's being imparted to other participants in the civil, not even criminal, civil process? Thousands and thousands and thousands of cases are on the docket in New York every year that go to trials, civil disputes, business disputes, personal injury disputes, landlord-tenant disputes, uh, trust and estate disputes, you know, products liability disputes, important stuff. And we're going to give the permission slip to all people in New York to act like Donald Trump? Because if you let him act like that, how do you not let the next guy act like that? Well, Donald Trump got away with it. There's a case that says I'm allowed to do this. You can't gag me. I can go out every day and bash you, your wife, your loved ones, your staff. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I have a First Amendment right. You don't. Part of your First Amendment right is left at the courthouse steps when you enter the courtroom, either against your will as a criminal defendant or you've been sued or are suing as a participant in civil justice. That's just the way it is. It's the way it's always been. I don't have a First Amendment right. In fact, it violates my code of ethics to attack judges that I'm appearing regularly in front of. And judges can't attack me regularly that I appear in front of either. Because you don't have an unfettered First Amendment, right? You certainly don't when you're the defendant in a civil fraud case and you're a participant in that process. You can try your case in the courtroom. But everything that they cite in their briefing has nothing to do with the courtroom. He has to be able to tell his 10 million social media followers that he doesn't like the law clerk. Why? 
What does that have to do with the administration of justice in the courtroom? What does that have to do with the right and the ability to due process in a court of law? What does that have to do with the, with the ability to either win or lose your case in a civil fraud matter? Zero. And that is where the court, whether it's the, the first department, appellate division that just ruled on the 30th, or the new court of appeals that will rule in the future, they have to preserve and protect and defend to use the phrase that's uh, au courant right now, the justice system. Because if this out-of-control maniac and his lawyers do it now, you can imagine anarchy that results in the future from a court order that allows Donald Trump to do this and continue to do this. Today, it's the principal law clerk and the wife of the judge and the judge. Tomorrow, who knows, a preschool child of a judge? How low will Donald Trump and his lawyers sink? They're already hit rock bottom and they're starting to dig, as far as I'm concerned. How low will they go? Is there a child of one of these participants that happens to be uh, disabled or have a handicap in some way? Why don't we attack them? You know, there was a big attack, criticism about how the media followed Baron Trump. And Melania was all upset about it, the, uh, our former first lady. But her husband has no problem going after the elderly wife of a judge, wrongly, by the way, claiming that she was posting things on social media when she was not, and that was a fake account or some, or not even her account. But, but this is Donald Trump out of control. If these events, if you want your former president to, to stoop so low that he would... Uh, in a defamatory and disgusting way, attack a lot of women, by the way, women and others, law clerks and judges, if that's what you want in your brand of, of, of president, I can't talk you out of it. If you're okay with this, if you don't find that these activities are disqualifying events for this person to ever hold high office again, there's nothing that we can say on Legal AF or the Midas Touch Network that's going to convince you. But keep an open mind. Let the scales drop from your eyes and watch what is happening and decide if this person aligns with your values, your morals, your political leanings. And if he doesn't, then don't vote for him. But we'll continue to bring it right here on Legal AF, the leading podcast at the intersection of law, politics, and justice. Follow me every Wednesday and Saturday at 8 p.m. Eastern time, only on the Midas Touch Network. We got uh, the long form podcast goes for about an hour, five topics like this one. And I got co-anchors, former prosecutor, Karen Freeman, Ignifolo, civil rights lawyer, legendary Ben Micellis on Saturdays. And then we're on audio podcast platforms of your choosing. So until my next hot take, till my next legal AF, this is Michael Popak reporting. Hey, Midas Mighty, love this report? Continue the conversation by following us on Instagram, at Midas Touch, to keep up with the most important news of the day. What are you waiting for? Follow us now.